That's weird. It's been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. I do. It's I feel nervous. I know. I feel really nervous too. Like, what's going to happen? Me what are too. we going to say? But what is this about? The nervousness? I don't know. I have never like, felt this nervous. Yeah, like I have butterflies in my chest. Since the beginning. Because usually it's like break the ice, but I still feel it. Like, yeah. I feel like that's the energy of the collective right now, though. With everything going on in the world, it just feels like this buzzing, like... It could be either nervousness or it could be anticipation or something exciting is about to happen, mm-hmm. but it feels the same. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like, flips back and forth. It feels a little bit like the unknown, too. Like, I don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. That's what it feels like to me. Like, mm-hmm. I have no Thank idea you. really what we're going to talk about today. No real plan. I do want to talk about the eclipse tomorrow, and it's a full moon eclipse, and it's a wolf moon. It's the wolf moon. Can you explain more about the wolf moon? I don't really yeah. know what that means. Well, I think it means something different to, any, to everybody, but what I wrote about today in our, in our inner circle group is that, to me, it's we all kind of have this protective inner wolf that's ultimately a part of us and it's savage and it's wild and it's oh my god destructive and scary and protective but it's also an expression of our boundaries like an expression of our anger it wants to destroy anything that remotely even hints at danger it just will like eat it up Oh my god, I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's my nightmare. I don't know if that's exactly what the wolf moon is supposed to mean. Because every January, first full moon in January is called the wolf moon. Oh, okay. But to me, that's what it meant. So I I posted a picture of this woman and she's, she's like got her head down and she's kind of like scared and crying or kind of meek. And then the wolf is, like, howling and coming out, out of her. Mm, okay. That's something I've struggled with, that wolf part of me. Because it's my shadow. I don't know what you want to call it. It's my shadow. Mm-hmm. It haunts me in my dreams, literally. Mm-hmm. And it always means that I, there's something I need to face. It usually, I usually get tipped off by a migraine headache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I've been discovering is that I feel like I often cover up my... Like, I don't know. I'm an empathizer, so I feel like I take on a lot of feelings from people, but sometimes I don't even realize how much I'm taking on, mm-hmm. and I just suppress it or I cover it with a blanket of apathy. Yeah. <laughs> and then these migraine headaches sneak out from the side, mm-hmm. trying to tell me, like, okay, like, there's something under here. You've been ignoring these feelings. You've mm-hmm. been ignoring. Usually it has to do with pain and suffering. I was thinking about that today, about that control piece of how that apathetic you do have this kind of flat affect Mm -hmm. that, and I've heard you say this so many times, you're like explaining to people that I'm actually super emotional and volatile inside, but your outside external appearance is completely, it's almost like void. Yeah, and like Like aloof. You can look really aloof, Mm -hmm. and you have no idea that there's like this tornado hurricane going on inside of you. Even people that are close to you. Mm-hmm. don't yeah. know it's really easy to put on like I practiced it my mm-hmm. whole life so and it feels natural I was uh Michaela Boehm has a new podcast that oh. came out today and she was talking about how in order to feel pleasure one of the components to being able to feel pleasure is the ability to let go of control mm-hmm. 
And I know I had this experience in one taste where we did this exercise where we were blindfolded and we had to feed each other a strawberry. <laughs> and I was so fucking tightly controlled around it. Like I took these teeny tiny little bites because I couldn't see it coming, right? I, and you were supposed to tease each other with this strawberry, like hold it under the nose and let them like take one bite and then pull it away. And the embarrassment. Like, it was the most, yeah. to this day, it was the most intimate thing I've ever done with another person. Oh God. Really? Down. It was so fucking embarrassingly intimate. There's no way to control it because you no. cannot know where it is or, yeah. or predict at yeah. all. And yeah. some people would take, like when I was doing it and I was watching other people, uh, some people would take like big bites and like try to get it all in at once and like, so that the other person couldn't trick them with the teasing. <laughs> but I would do this thing where I'd like take a little tiny, like teeny tiny, like just little like tooth bite. Mm. and I couldn't and it was a control thing like I I didn't want to look like I wanted it too much okay that's interesting like I I, and that that to me I relate to the flat affect thing of like okay and I don't want like my instinct on that is like if somebody had me do that I'd act like I didn't care yeah and that's the apathy (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's my protective mechanism Mm -hmm. and I think so my and my reaction would be I'd like Dawn the strawberry, like I'd play the great part. <laughs> that's funny. I think that's I'd why we like, make a good balance. Fuck with me, I'll fuck with you. How would you do that yes. though if you're blindfolded? I don't know. Like bite their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Just go savage. <gasps> but but there's still like an element of of confidence and and like going out of control, even in that of like going crazy because you can't see. I think that's the. Mm. The thing, like, you can't control how you're seen because you can't see. And it, it fucked with me, for sure. Like, it... Oh, my God. However it, you would react to that describes so much about your relationship to intimacy with any partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just teeny tiny little bites. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I got a domit, or it's it was wild. I have to control or I get cold. Mm-hmm. And I kind of keep you at a distance. I'm like, mm, I'm not really invested in this mm-hmm. unless I can control every single detail and tell you exactly what to do and how. <laughs> but then I'm not going to really like it because I'll have manipulated and controlled. And and I want to go into chaos. I yeah. want to go out of control. But You're only doing it because I made you do it. And I know that deep down that I just <laughs> manipulated you into doing it. So now I don't even want the thing that I made you do. Well, now you gave it to me, but I had to guide you. That's exactly true. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> it's wild. Hello. I'm gonna try that. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, the the uh, strawberry thing mm-hmm. with John. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know how it I'll goes. Try that and report back. It's yeah, do. It's it was it was so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable, and I've done a lot of weird uncomfortable things and that was by far one of the most uncomfortable one taste experiences for sure that's so interesting but yeah so I was thinking about that whole out of controlness when in anger and in destruction and in when you're having to that that wolf feeling of wanting to protect yourself and go fully out of control in that aggressive angry way but then this flip side of the coin is like the pleasure of experiencing mm-hmm. all of the 
good passionate emotions and sensations it's so true they're two sides of the same coin and they're like the only you can only go as far on one side as you can on the other yeah so if your range is teeny tiny then your range to experience both going out of control and anger and in pleasure mm-hmm. is or rage and i think of so many women that i talk to especially after the turn on events they tell me how much fear they have around going out of control in the rage direction. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems to be a top complaint amongst women. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go psycho and every- and destroy everything around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's a legit fear that we all have. Yeah. Total exactly. chaos. Well, that's so much of, like, my childhood anyways. is like, you just need to sit quietly. Like, if you go out of control and rage, like, oh, you will be punished. How would you be punished? Um... I would, what was really interesting, because, like, what would happen was my my oldest brother would, like, harass me, either, like, like, physically, like, punching or poking me or whatever, and then I would scream, because I'd just, like, take it, take it, take it, and then I'd just blow up, and I'd, like, scream, and then I'd, like, start attacking him, so I'd just, like, explode, Mm -hmm. and then I would either get, like, spanked or, like, put in my room, like left by myself like yeah grounded I don't know so you'd get provoked and then you'd get punished yeah or having a reaction yeah yeah I I definitely I just had this experience over the holidays with my dad where I was losing it and my dad was like, you need to calm down. And he, like, never yells at me. And he was like, because I was so angry and out of control angry, he was like, he wasn't, he didn't have the range to deal with it. So he was like, you need to calm down. You need, and he was just trying to top me with his energy. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, you. yeah, but it didn't, what I needed was presence and acceptance. Right. And he was, he was trying to push, he was not giving me approval for being as angry as I was. So do you think in terms of like masculine containment, he was trying to be the masculine container there, but is that just the small way is to like yeah. tamp down and the big way, the expanded way to be a container is to provide the approval yeah. and presence. It's kind of like the power versus force thing. Mm-hmm. Of like he was trying to push me into a smaller container Whereas I needed him to expand and still have the boundaries, mm-hmm. but right. boundaries of of compassion and approval, mm-hmm. not of like stop what you're doing. What you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And just like such a reflection of his yeah. range for anger, yeah. right? But the cool part was I knew I wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, you and yourself. normally, normally I would have been like, oh, I'm acting crazy, or I'm ungrateful, mm-hmm. or. I'm da-da-da-da and had all this story around it and then would have had to justify it and, like, suppress the anger so that I could come back later with some calmer, rational explanation. But I was just like, fuck that shit. No, I'm mad. And I know I have the right to be mad. So you chose it. Like, it was a conscious choice. Yeah. But I still felt out of control because I was legit triggered, too. And I was legit very, very angry. So what does out of control look like for you then? Uh, I don't have full faculty over what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, so the sword could come out and slash. Well, it's more... My sword and my sight are actually when I'm calmer. 
Mm. when I'm relaxed. This was like triggered in that I couldn't, I, I was, I think I was so triggered too because I couldn't actually, I wasn't being listened to. Mm-hmm. So, and then when I'm not listened to and I'm being told that I need to calm down or that what I'm feeling mm. isn't valid or experiencing isn't valid, then I get frustrated and I cry. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's what it turned into was tears. It's just really, yeah. like I got, I got tears and then I left because there was no point in having, continuing on the conversation. But that's, that's usually what happens. And then later, once I've thought about it, or if I'm calm, that's when my sword comes out. Mm-hmm. The calm anger is probably scarier than the yeah. trigger so you can just anger. cut right through all the crap, right? Yeah. 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 You're so in tune. But there, I know, I do know people who have a strong sword when they're triggered too. <laughs> that comes out. And I probably do too. There were some fights with Cody that I probably wasn't at my best in that department saying mean things. But yeah. Sometimes though, I just, I don't know. I'm, I've been experimenting with anger for a little while now. Mm-hmm. now that I've been in the side of approval with it and sometimes now in the moment like I used to do a lot of silent treatment though so I guess this is breaking the habit mm-hmm. now rather than doing silent treatment and withdrawal I'll say the mean thing instead because mm-hmm. I just want to get it out of my system mm-hmm. and then usually it's like kind of hurtful but then I can come back around right away mm-hmm. but with silent treatment I can make up a story and then I can hide for days yeah so I think for me, I've just found that this is the quicker thing. And maybe as I get better and better with it, I don't need to say the mean thing. But it's my experience of I that is it isn't even mean. It's just the truth. Oh, when I say it? Yeah. In anger? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It's, so it's maybe... not even, it's just, it might feel like it's so harsh to you because you're used to not yeah, saying it. I think so. But it's not even that, shut up upstairs. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> it's not even that mean it's just the truth but it's like you're used to just holding all of that back in Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. to be the nice quiet girl yeah like be looked at don't actually say your opinion Mm -hmm. right and then when you do say it it's not it's just like oh she just said what everybody else is thinking (laughs) you know though as i've been that's cool to hear that feedback but as I've been gaining capacity with my anger too, I can stay conscious for longer mm-hmm. and I'm noticing this desire to be right within it. And I can, I've been able to let that go sometimes now mm-hmm. to just like witness the anger and the back and forth of it, mm-hmm. at least with John anyway. Yeah. So. That's so me. interesting to hear like when anger, like cause I haven't had that experience with anger. Like if it comes up to then go quiet You've never had that experience? Is that what you're saying? No, like, well, Becky and I were, like, she was saying that she got triggered and would, you know, go out of control, get get angry, like, lose faculty over her speech, but you're saying that, like, you get angry and then go silent? As a punishment. As opposed to, like, quote-unquote, like, blowing up or going out of control. Yeah. But that, the opposite happens to you? That's, she, I think that what's happening there is... There's like you're triggered and you go into anger and then Mm -hmm. you go into fight or flight 
And then you go into the next stage, which is either aggression or resentment. And she's saying yeah. that I withdraw out of resentment. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. So that's not actual <laughs> pure rage or anger or passion that's in the moment. Because that's pure. The pureness of rage uh, in the moment. When it festers, it turns into mm-hmm. either aggression, which oh, is okay. where... Okay, so like, I thought she meant like in the moment. The meanness like... comes from, or the resentment can turn into like the I'm going to ice you out and go cold and not talk to you anymore Okay. as a form of punishment. So it's not like, it's not like in the moment when you're triggered. Well, it kind of happens fast. It it happens fast. I find what happens for me is that something happens where like someone dominant will say something against me. And Mm -hmm. I, maybe this is a self-esteem thing where I'd be like, well then fuck you. I'm going to collude with myself. I'm going to lock you out, mm-hmm. but I can catch it now when it's happening. Cause there's this, like, there's this moment shift where I'm like, well, fine. Then like, I'm not going to win this. There's no point in continuing. Mm-hmm. So I just back off. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I throw shade. Yeah. So the first part vibe. is to dissociate, which is freeze, which is like the trauma responses are fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. And so your dissociative mechanism is a trauma mm-hmm. response. But then the secondary part around it is the resentment phase. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so that's like, yeah, again, like the, the pure, when pure, just beautiful rage comes up that's spontaneously in a moment, uh, like you didn't expect it. Yeah. It's telling you like my boundary has been violated and or I want something to change, which ultimately is desire, right? right. There's, it's a desire for something to evolve into something else. Mm-hmm. And so if you catch it, at, if you can stay conscious just in that moment, then you can figure out how to transmute that into the desire mm-hmm. instead of going into the resentment and the aggression and or aggression. Yeah, which is where I think that I'm, I'm going through that now because basically my deal with myself is when I feel like I need to withdraw is when I need to say how I feel mm-hmm. to the other person. Mm-hmm. And it's usually not just clean. Like it's, it's gross and messy and... and- there and it, be... it leads to fighting sometimes too. It leads to a bunch of different things, but it's just, I guess my deal with myself is break the old habit. Yeah. No matter what happens on the other end of that. And it sounds like there's a desire there to be seen and understood and validated. Mm-hmm. And that's a legit mm-hmm. desire. Yeah. But if you don't feel like it can be met, then it goes into. Well, cause I break connection rocks. with the other person. Yeah. <laughs> and that ultimately punishes not just them, but also me. Mm-hmm. And that's how we contribute to the whole cycle and the dance in relationship going mm-hmm. so sour is that that's the part we play. Because then you live a whole fantasy relationship mm-hmm. in your head Yeah, that's not even with the other person. Yeah. And they're kind of like, okay, like where the fuck did yeah. that come from? Because yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even know what you're that. talking about. And you're like, <laughs> well, it's all in my head. It's real to me. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> You're an asshole in my head. (laughs) Because you've made tons of assumptions to build your stories. Yeah. And and then a lot of those assumptions are you don't love me. You would if you loved me, you wouldn't do this. If you loved me, if you cared, you would follow me. You wouldn't let me sit here and fester. Yeah. Right. You would come after me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, she likes the fudge. I'm gonna have another piece of fudge. She likes the fudge. So interesting to hear both sides of that, though. To me, anyway, like, I, yeah, because I'm so much more, I have a propensity to just, like, explode. Like, I, I can, like, take it, take it, take it, and then just, like... Well, I, 
I have a propensity that if somebody throws charge at me, I don't, I can't, I, like, it's instantaneous that I just shove it right back. Like, I, Beautifully, I need a little though. bit, I, well, sometimes, but sometimes it's purely reactionary. Ooh, I like it. It's very quickly turned into aggression instead of actual, actual, like, responsive. It's, it's reactive versus responsive. Right. But, but it's also, I have approval for it too. It's like, come at me, bro. You'll get it. <laughs> but we were, we were talking today about um, holding, because John is a very chargy alpha male, and mm -hmm. he can throw some charge. And I love men that throw charge. I love mm -hmm. it because I know I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I have a dude in my life that just like hawks fucking charge at me, I'm getting off on it now. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, bring it, bring it. But before it was scary because it, I thought it meant that I was wrong or bad or there was something. Oh, I think especially as women. Because mm -hmm. when I watch John, I'll see him trigger other men sometimes, but he's having the time of his life. Yeah. In that. Yeah. He loves it. And the other men are triggered as fuck when yeah. it's happening. Or mm -hmm. women too. Women yeah. too. But I've seen it happen a lot with men. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the same way. I think that's why I admire that. A, I admire that. And B, I get off on it when I see it or get to experience it because I think I'm the same way. And occasionally though it has been scary. Like mm -hmm. when the real deep wolf comes out of him. Yeah. It's like that wolf can kill. Yeah. Actually kill. You know who is a female example of this is Joan from Mad Men. Oh yeah. She can chuck oh, some yeah. charge. And she can do it. I think what I admire about her so much is that she can't unlike me in the moment where I lose my words, she doesn't lose her words. She will fire it right back and it'll make sense and it'll be resonant and it'll be just like the perfect amount of charge and rationality that I'm like, oh, I want to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I want to just be able to cut with my words like that, but not cry in the meantime and like, and kind of lose my footing by getting quote unquote emotional and crying. Although like I have some respect for crying too. At least oh, you're willing yeah. to be seen and show up. And I think it's just like building a muscle. Mm -hmm. So the big part is that you're actually willing to explore your anger mm -hmm. and go there yeah. at the risk of crying, mm -hmm. but then be really gentle with yourself because you went there. Yeah. You tried yeah. something. Right. And with the people that I'm close with, the crying doesn't, isn't a big deal because they just know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's when it's like with a stranger or, yeah. or yeah. It just kind of seems to get in the way, but it is something that is getting better over time. So that's good. What's, what's your experience with anger, Jane? Um, well, coming from my, like my family, it's very interesting. Cause I'm sitting on here listening to this and I'm having very conflicting messages. Cause my, like when I would get angry as, a young girl, I would usually scream. Like it was like my thing. Like we, like I would take it, take it, take it. And actually, in my last relationship, same thing. Like I could take, I have, I can take so much, 
and then eventually I just lose my shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I think that's definitely shifting now. I mean, I don't know that I'll fully know the extent to which I'm, like, expressing my anger in a more healthy way until I'm in, like, a full, fully committed relationship again. Um, but I would just, like, take, take it, take it, take it from both my brothers. And then eventually, like, I would lose it. Like, some, like one time I think I was getting teased in the pool, and my brother just, like, kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And I, like, lost it, and I, like, tried to drown him. <laughs> and I was, like, yeah. screaming. Like, I went feral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, and then, and then I would get in trouble because I'd scream. Like I would always like I. And I know I don't think my mom was around so much in those years. Like she was working. She was working a lot. So my dad would always punish me for screaming. Um, and then I guess now, like I would say, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't really lose my shit anymore lately in anger. I more just feel like I lose it in frustration. And it's coming up a lot around my family. Like that would probably be like the, be like the biggest trigger point for me right now. Um, yeah. And I, I find that I usually just, I cry. Like that's my, that's my release. And then the conversation's usually like over. And whether that's because I'm like, okay, the conversation's over, like, I'm upset now, and I need to, I need to leave and, like, go take care of myself, or it seems like lately I get frustrated, and they're like, oh, see, like, we, we knew you're, like, there was something wrong with you, like, oh, you're a mess, is kind of, like, what's been, what's been coming up lately, mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like full-blown rage, and I don't feel overly ragey, maybe I'm just completely disassociated from it, disconnected from it, but yeah, more like frustration. To me, I that's guess, like ends in tears. That's like textbook gaslighting. To be yeah. like, to be provoked and provoked and provoked to the point where you go feral, and then to mm-hmm. be like, oh my god, you're psycho. What's yeah. Wrong with, yeah. What's wrong with you? Which I think a lot of women experience mm-hmm. when they're, especially mm-hmm. when their men are like, and like you experienced it with as a kid with your brothers, but. But also, like, in adult relationships when men are checked out or they're not being fully honest or you can tell that they're withholding or, like, your spidey sense is going off that something's wrong. And then they're like, oh, no, nothing's wrong. And then you feel fucking crazy. Like, crazy. Well, because you have to go crazy to get your point across at that time. To, like, feel like to get your respect back. But it's just, like, you can feel something's off and then you're being told that it's not. Mm -hmm. And then... You, but you can't seem to get back to that place where things are connected again. And then that feels crazy making. And then you flip out about something or you get sad or you get angry. And then they're like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, nothing's even going on. It's like, yeah, something is going on. But I guess like it almost seems like there's two ways this could go. Because I think women are kind of conditioned to take it. The words that you said there, Jane, that kind of hit me. I'm like, we take it, we take it, we take Mm -hmm. it, and then we blow. But there's two ways you could take it. One is that you make little comments like, oh, hey, I didn't like that. Or like, you comment in the moment. And the other one is that you feel obligated to take it. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Yeah. And I'm not asking because like, I'm not making that judgmental. 
but I'm just curious, like, why do we feel like we need to take it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. I don't even know that I have, I don't think I have the answer to that. Well, it depends on how much confidence you have in the reality in front of you, right? Like if you're being, if you're being poked and poked and poked, but the person's saying, I'm not poking you and everyone else is Mm. turning a blind eye and saying, I'm not like, you're not getting poked, Jane. I don't know why you're freaking Mm -hmm. out. Then eventually you're going to believe, start to believe that there's something wrong with you because the consensus reality around you is saying that nothing's wrong. But, in re- but the actual reality is that you're being poked. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I, like, I have dreams where there's so much rage and frustration and I'm like doing something violent because somebody won't agree with my reality. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, and I think that comes from being traumatized as a kid of being told that something that I felt was true, being told that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. being like, no, I know this is true. Like, I know this is how I feel. And then, yeah, it gets to the point where it's, like, violent rage. Of, like, see me. Like, see this reality that I'm seeing. Yeah. It's so frustrating. Yeah, so frustrating. Is. So that's why... And I guess, like, it, for me, probably growing up, it was, like, a protection, protective mechanism, too. Because it's like, oh, I don't want to go out of control because then I'll get punished. So I can't, like... Mm escape this so I have to take it take it take it but then ultimately like the irony and all of that was it would lead to me like losing my shit <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the, the same outcome right so yeah so yeah. it's lose lose yeah which is why I think it's really important that we get communities around us that tell the truth as mm-hmm. best they can as best they can I mean everybody's kind of lying to themselves in a little, little way which we can be forgiving about but for the most part, we're not invalidating each other's experience and we're being as honest as we can and not pretending that nothing's wrong when something's wrong. Yeah, or you can have contradictory viewpoints, but when you explore them without judgment, to just say like, oh, that's interesting, I experienced this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're both okay. And those relative truths and perspectives are both fine. But to be like, no, your perspective is wrong because only my perspective is right. And coming from an authority figure. Yeah. That was literally mm-hmm. responsible for keeping you alive. Yeah. Yeah. With your parents. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to start to yeah. feel crazy. And of course you're going to stop trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of this happens in relationships so commonly. It's so interesting to watch it play out at, you know, 28. What are they doing now, up there? again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like never noisy upstairs, and then the one time we choose to podcast, they're like moving <laughs> all of the furniture around upstairs. If it's any consolation, I, I can't hear it. Okay. Yeah, like I hear like little rumblings, but it's hard, like hardly at all. Um, what was I going to say? So yeah, back to this full moon eclipse. Mm-hmm. The eclipse itself, so there's the full moon. And then there's the fact that there's a lunar eclipse. And eclipses are always kind of like portals, similar to new moon portals, but they last longer. They last six months instead of one month. And this portal, well, this new moon, you know what's interesting is I was reading about this new moon, or this full moon, and we set intentions two weeks ago for this, and we did this in our inner circle, right? Like most, most of the people in the circle 
set intentions. And the theme that came out was, I was reading today, was it was all about building community. And that's exactly what we did in these last two weeks. Mm-hmm. We built this okay. inner circle. We built this really cool um, place where we can all meet as these alpha female women that are working on these big things and have these big dreams and are hashtag woke and you know like we're doing things in the world and we all are really creative really cool women and that was like what was supposed to kind of be the theme of what manifests now so it it's correlating for me mm-hmm. how about you guys and your your health goals or you're kicking it yeah like you're killing I it. just like I think that's the thing though that I've learned is when setting intentions when they're set out of true desire versus trying to escape or negate something. Mm-hmm. And so like with health now, in the past what I used to do is say like, oh God, like I want to lose 10 pounds. That's negation to me. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't like my body. I need, to, I need it to be different. You're trying to fix some kind of deficit. Yeah. And with this one, the intention is like... Um, it's not towards weight, but it's a, it was about, like, I want to fuel my body with healthy foods because I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, just... So different. I can commit to that, and with losing 10 pounds, I can do that for, like, a couple days, but it's not sustainable, and it's not... It really doesn't feel that good. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like all you do then is look at your body and think, and oh, just find just ways 10 pounds less. And find ways to punish it. yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like self-hate. So then every piece of chocolate, like that piece of fudge, I would be like, oh my God, like I'm not really eating processed sugar. I just ate a piece of processed sugar. Oh fuck. I'm a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now I'm going to punish myself all night by either eating all the rest of the fudge, shoving it down my throat until I feel so sick I want to throw up, or just sitting and thinking self-degrading thoughts like, ugh, I feel gross. I'm disgusting. All these things. So what are you doing instead? So instead I'm like, that's okay. I liked it. It tasted yeah. good. I'm still on my health track. And it was a gift really for you. It yeah, it was a gift for me. It was like it was exciting to come here and see that it was there. Mm-hmm. Be able to actually have gratitude because you did that. You put that out because you knew I would like it. Mm-hmm. I might be like, oh, fuck, she knew that I was on a health kick. Like, <laughs> why would she put out fudge? That's such a bitch move. I did know. <laughs> I did know that. And I had all these thoughts. And I, but I was like, no, my mom specifically sends home fudge for you. And I have had it in my fridge. That fudge in particular has like a gift meaning to me. Yeah. From your mom. Yeah, it does. So yeah, it's like a special like service thing and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was a receptive thing. Yeah. Receiving it. Yeah. 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 And there's no need to punish because... Because the other thing is I know that for sustainability, I need to be somewhat adaptable mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. There's no such thing as perfection. So it's like, okay, well, if I am going to eat processed sugar, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're I'm getting side so hard by what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, oh, because I, I, it's so funny. Like, we've been, we podcasted just before Christmas after I failed my test. And I, I think, I think it was after I failed the second time. And I'm like, oh, I'm so good. And like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And like, it's so crazy. My life looks like a disaster, but I'm fine. And I, I was, but then like now I, I feel like, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I did set my intentions there. Like I did a vision board and I, I definitely like from a, from a place of abundance 
did set intentions for 2020, maybe just not in that same spot. But now, like, I just feel, like, overwhelmed. Like, it feels like everything's kind of catching up. And I'm, I'm really feeling through some of the quote-unquote letdowns or, like, the like the down of last year and, like, the, the lower points. And I'm, like, I'm trying to approach them with the mindset of, like, you know, what's the nugget here? Like, what am I, what am I to learn? And if I'm really, like, have my head on, I can, I can do that. But this week, today specifically, and, and Tuesday was a, was challenging. Like, I just want to escape it. And my tendency is to, like, do, 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 do. Like, and just start, mm-hmm. like, trying to find things and generate and build and, like, it's cool because it's definitely sparred some really cool creative projects that I want to get started. And some of them feel good. Like Becky and I have been, I've been talking about um, lots of them. And like, so it's really interesting to hear the ones that feel good. And then the ones that are just like purely like escapism, mm-hmm. like just like wanting to flee that discomfort. And yeah. Can I pin you down for a second? I was super tuned in when you started talking about the failure. I think there's some real juice right there. And I think that's the piece that the doing is trying to cover up. Um, yeah. And it makes sense to feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. <laughs> because your body's trying to tell you that it needs to go back there and it needs to feel all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a yeah. lot there. And I think there might be some self-judgments there too, but I think that there's some, there's definitely some feeling there. For sure. Do I, if only if you want to, but do you want to go into it or does that feel too? Yeah. Too close. I, I mean, I'll, I, we can, I'm right in it though. So I'll, if I get to a spot where I can, I'll let you know. Okay. And I also, <laughs> <laughs> I love the down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. she does. <laughs> I love the heavy emotions. Yeah. Oh, I am so. uncomfortable in it. Better. Better. Thanks to you. <laughs> well, you guys are teaching me about the up. <laughs> but, Jane, can you tell us more about, about how it felt when you found out that you failed that test? I, well, to paint a picture... Um, my mom drove because I was going to get I was going to get my hair done right after because it was supposed to be like a victory appointment. <laughs> my mom drove to the salon and met me in the parking lot, and I opened. I had the like website open to the page, and I was just like refreshing it and refreshing it and refreshing it, and like <laughs> I refreshed it, and my grade popped up, and like oh. Like, I just felt like, I felt like I completely disconnected from my body. And it was, like, because my mom was sitting in the car with me, to tell her that instantaneously while I was in shock that I'd failed, mm-hmm. it felt, it actually felt like my, I don't know, like, like, all of my juice left my body, and I felt like a shell sitting there, and, like, my shell did what it was supposed to do and I feel like that's that's what I'm finally like what's finally catching up to me right now if that makes sense because I don't know actually how I truly 
like, would have reacted had she not been there. But I, like, folded into a little, into little pieces and, like, bawled really hard for about five, two to, probably, like, two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. And the girl that I wrote with passed. And so that was, like, the second shock. Like, it felt like I got booted in the guts and then booted in the guts again. Mm-hmm. And, like, it... But yeah, but then I also completely disconnected from myself. Mm. Like just like the, and I don't know if it was like the the all the feelings of like shock and shame and like devastation really like were like I just couldn't hold it. Mm-hmm. But I I actually felt like I completely disconnected from my from my body. And then, and then I went into my hair appointment and then I'll, like, all of a sudden I just like, it felt like I would just like took the bottle that was me and just like put the cap back on and was like, okay. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. Keyword do. Yeah. 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 Keep calm and carry yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we like, it's been so conditioned into us to do that. The, the fascinating thing about this whole situation, though, is that that's so deeply conditioned into us. And I felt like whatever came out of me in that car with her was, like, what you would expect. Mm-hmm. And then I feel, I feel like then the expectation or the conditioning is to, to carry on. But then my family is looking at me right now, like what is wrong with you? Like, why? Like, you're just carrying on. Like, aren't, like, aren't you upset? And I'm like, yeah, I'm upset. But like, you know, life goes on and I have to, now I have to look at what I'm going to do next. And I, you know, I, I can't to write again, you know, I can't just wait unemployed for another three months to write. Like I actually, I need, I need some income now. Right. I can't deplete my savings to a dangerous place. Mm-hmm. So time to get a job and and it's interesting because I went out and I got a job and I like did what I would think are like the right things and I thought that they would all be like well good for you for picking yourself up like it seems like you're you're emotionally stable about this and being reasonable but they're not they're looking at me like I'm fucking nuts (laughs) which is so ironic because I feel like yeah I did I didn't expect that Mm mm-hmm I didn't expect that. Did your mom say anything to you in the car? After you, you know, I was just thinking that while I was while I was explaining it, and I don't, I don't really remember. Oh, okay. I think she just kind of went, oh, like oh, Janie, oh, Janie. She and then she said, no, 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 no. Like she didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. She didn't believe me, and then and then I don't know what I don't know what she said. Blackout. <laughs> yeah, it's like all the the whole process of grief, right? Denial, mm-hmm. anger, bartering. And are you at the acceptance st- stage? I guess maybe part of you is, maybe part of you isn't. I don't know. I don't know if I even really actually have felt like the grief of it. If anything, I feel like I'm like going through the cycle. For the mm-hmm. first time, like I feel like the grief is actually catching up to me a little bit, mm-hmm. and I just try to. I I don't like it. I don't like to feel sad. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you know, 
I know I feel this strong pull to like slow you down mm-hmm. yeah. um, but only if you're ready because I think there's some stuff there um, to face and it's really scary yeah. I get that too <gasps> yeah yeah. To face, like, it doesn't really matter what it means to the world, but what did it mean to you? Yeah. I guess I, yeah. Shocked. Mm-hmm. Definitely shocked. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be so easy. Mm-hmm. And I was extremely entitled about how everything was just going to work out last year when I moved home and went to write it. And, like, not only did I, like, fail once, like, I failed twice. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know? I, yeah, I learned a lesson in, in embarrassment and humiliation last year. Like, I, I haven't, mm-hmm. I've done a really, really banger job to hide all of my failures or things that could be potentially embarrassing and so to have like three back-to-back last year like wow mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm public like it oh. hurt oh it hurts it hurts yeah. so bad yeah to be seen by people as yeah. a failure <laughs> yeah to go public like well there's it gets to the point where you can't hide it and then yeah. but now you're choosing not to hide it yeah yeah. And it like to me being a couple years ahead of you in this process cuz I I relate to everything I always have related to all of it cuz I had the same thing like wedding invitations out and then canceling a wedding and getting divorced and like all of the humiliation of that failing tests I've failed tests before too like big licensing exams and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um it is a it is a process. It's a process though of like that like Jenna calls the humble pie mm-hmm. of the Pisces and yeah. Cap rising this year. Yeah. <laughs> of like but that that humility is so fucking powerful and worth it. Cuz it's it's like now that I know that I can get through something like that I'm not constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop because I know this is from my experience and this is like where I think you'll eventually get when you're ready is that freedom freedom isn't avoiding all negative all things that are quote unquote negative it's knowing that you can handle it when it comes because it inevitably will like bad, oh, and, uh, like, bad that's things my, are I hate to say like lightly but my Instagram post was all about this year like my New Year's post was like mm-hmm. you know if you can trust yourself to, to get through and come out on the other side okay things mm-hmm. like this like you can face anything right mm-hmm. but I guess I'm still <laughs> verdict out a little bit which I think this too, is catching me off guard a little when you're in like the, fe- the fresh face of it of the failure the humiliation there's that self-doubt that creeps in. And to me, that's actually the scariest part to face. Because yeah. it's like, the who fear. am I? And like, what am I worth? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. can I even do this? Am mm-hmm. I good enough? Yeah. Am I good enough? Am I good that's enough? always the question that it comes back to. Yeah. And that's the one that has to be tackled. Because essentially, it comes to, yeah, like, obviously you're good enough, Jane. Like, I have no doubts. I know, I'm not worried about her either. <laughs> about that 
but I know how it feels too because well like on my end I am I've been writing the same novel for like five years I told everybody that I was gonna finish it I made this big group post on Facebook um just with like my private group but it was still like a broad group and I said like oh I'm gonna send everybody chapter by chapter and I got three quarters through and no matter what angle I tried I couldn't finish it and then the self-doubt crept in of like oh my god like it felt like I was supposed to do this but now what the fuck am I supposed to do like I don't know mm-hmm. who I am anymore if I can't do this thing. Mm-hmm. What does oh, that I mean? That. I'm not good <laughs> enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to actually do this. And then I could feel myself fall into victim because I'm like, well, I'm not good enough, and I suck, and I I'm always gonna be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still fighting that demon. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still mm-hmm. still working mm-hmm. on that, and it's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I think it is really just asking us to face up against those things, and then. Mm-hmm. figure out more about who we are well and i think that's what the the anger and the wolf is is like there's that part of you that splits off that's sad and victimized and defeated and grieving which is fine like that's okay but then there's this other part of you that's like fuck that shit like mm-hmm. i am strong i am not weak i have worth and it's that part of you that gets angry when you're being pestered or it can be that part that soldiers on and like keeps calm and carries on or it can, but it's still causing like a split in your psyche. And so what we want to do is bring those two pieces back together so that you can still grieve and be sad, but you also have that strength of being able to, to combat those negative demons Mm -hmm. and be like, no, I don't, I don't believe that I'm worthless. I don't believe that I'm crazy. This is part of my process. And either people are going to understand it or they're not. But we're choosing as a group to be in a group of, of acceptance of like, you're in your process. Okay, you're in your cycle. You're in, your, you're in a down. That's fine. We support you in your down. Okay. Yeah, because not for a second would I ever question A, your intelligence, mm-hmm. or B, your worth, or C, like your sales ability. Oh my god. I've seen that in person no. and exactly. That's unquestionable. Yeah. It's it's, it's yeah. unreal. It's actually unreal. I've never seen anybody so good at it mm-hmm. ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, now she's going to fucking cry. <laughs> Jenna's been trying to get you to cry this whole goddamn time. <laughs> that's actually my wolf. It feeds on other people's tears. <laughs> yeah. You should see her face right now. She's like licking her chops. The thing is, it's also leading. It's like a call to adventure in some ways too, because it's a curious thing that it even Mm -hmm. happened. And it's super curious. Yeah. So it's like, where is this leading you? It's leading you somewhere important. Yeah. And I like when I think about my own journey too with the writing, I'm like, if I got what I wanted a couple years ago and actually finished mm-hmm. it, I would be so underdeveloped compared oh to where God. I am now. If I got all the dudes <sighs> I've been obsessed with, <laughs> I would be superficial as fuck. Because <laughs> that be made me like that made me dig deep because I'm like, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm passionate about this, I'll yeah. do whatever it takes. And I've tried a thousand angles Mm -hmm. and now I've learned so much more beyond the scope of just writing a novel. Like the Mm -hmm. life skill process has been 
This is this so is what I think is important about the eclipse and the cycles and the moon cycles and astrology and all that shit. Is that all of it, like, it's, like, cycle, little cycle with a big cycle with a bigger cycle around it. Like, all these different cycles. And the timing is really important to learn all these things like all of the juicy skills that you're learning right now Jane and that you're learning and that Mm -hmm. I'm learning is it's so frustrating to not get what we think that we want but I really do think that we just aren't ready to get it yet well you know when you're not ready is when you're depending on it to rescue you Yes. That's like a key factor that I've learned because for the longest okay, time. Okay, bye guys. <laughs> I knew that was going to hit her hard. <laughs> but for me, I was like, oh my God, I hate my job. So yeah. I have to be a writer and I have to make lots of money off of it so that I can rescue myself out of this. And, and that's going to be the thing that rescues mm-hmm. me. And I'm like, actually, it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah. yeah. And the minute I needed to rescue me, it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing to be rescued from. That's the actual truth. Mm-hmm. And it's because I thought that I was, wasn't good enough. Yeah. It's always that wasn't good enough. Back to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Or I can't do it on my own. I can't. Yeah. I don't have the smarts or the worth to figure it out and get the resources on my own or, or meet the person or have the thing. But look at all the magic that we've experienced in the last few years. Like the synchronicities alone, mm-hmm. and and Jane's freaking manifesting powers are unreal. <laughs> I know. Like she like says she's like I want a salad, and then like a salad appears right in front of her. <laughs> That's how she says too when she wants a salad. I want a salad. <laughs> no, and like and like you and your whole job situation, how you went off and did your own thing and started making like bank Mm -hmm. and then your job got like the job that you left got cut anyway yeah i was gonna get i was gonna get um hit by a train yeah but instead i actually heard my intuition and listened to it ahead Mm -hmm. of time so that i could jump on the train instead of getting hit by it Mm -hmm. yeah there's been so much so much little magic things, but this isn't to pull you back into an up, Jane. Stay where you are mm-hmm. and you're down. Okay. It's good and juice. That's all. That's where you pull in all your powers and you're down. Yeah. Um, I said to a client today too that Joe Rogan has this thing where he always talks about how he loves tanking now, like when he does stand-up comedy. Like he loves, he loves it. Because he knows that after he tanks, he's going to get the motivation and the, like, power that he needs Mm -hmm. to fucking kill it the next time. And so, and he knows that that cycle is a thing and he relies on it now. So he, he's like, yeah, it sucks to tank, but I'm not going to avoid tanking because I know that's part of the process. I know the down is part of the up. Yeah. The whole fucking circle. So you're just in your power garnering phase right now. Thanks. And Jenna's feasting on it. <laughs> I'll just I'll just call you and cry, Jenna, and then we can help each other. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just have I just have a lot of respect for the down. Yeah, you should. And I'm thankful that you do because it's hard to be in yeah. it when you're in it, and to have somebody around that's okay with it is really, really, really important. 
I think to to learn to be okay with yourself in it. Mm -hmm. It's easier for me to be with other people than with myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the down. And I definitely went through that phase too in my own business where I felt like I had to be doing, 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 doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I lived with you when I was going mm-hmm. through it. I remember Where that. I was like, oh, I have to be doing something else and something else and something else. And I should be working on this and I should be doing this. And it got to the point where it's like, you could be doing that or you don't have to be doing that. It's not going to make a difference. Like it's going to go at the pace it's going to go. Yeah. So you yeah. might as well rest and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And that was like two years ago and I'm still going strong so I've been finding lately that when I hit that real down low I will journal it to it I talk to that part of myself that's really feeling there even Mm -hmm. if it's a victimized part um the angry part the the shitty parts I I had to well like the scariest part to me of myself is the wolf that can kill yeah I was just thinking that yeah, I had to talk to that part. And to be honest, I have put a face on it. If anyone has heard of The NeverEnding Story. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the wolf from The NeverEnding Story. The that thing fucking thing. scares me. It's like a puppet. Like, though. honestly, God. If I watch a YouTube video, I literally, like, I almost shit myself. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh my God, that thing is my absolute terror Can't nightmare. Google it. Yeah, you're like right now. Oh my god. And listen to it. It talks about like the nothing and all these like scary ass things. So the one day I texted Becky in April and I was just like, Oh my god, like watch this video. This thing fucking scares the shit out of me. Oh my god, it is scary. And then I played it for them. They're like, Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I kind of agree with him. I kind of agree with what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, he kind <laughs> of has a good point. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. It is, what what's his name again? Gamork, Gamork, G M O R K. Oh my god, I could barely look at that thing. Like to even pull a picture up and look at it, it scares the okay. fuck out of me. Okay, Honestly, it makes a visceral reaction in my body. Okay, look away. I just. Oh my god. I want. I want them to hear. It's like a few minutes here. I just want because I have watched it too. Don't look, Jenna. She's so scared. <laughs> but then I can't help but look. Oh my god. It's a puppet. That thing scares the fuck Wait. out of me. Wait, I gotta turn it up. Sorry, Jane. Oh my god, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, I can't hear it. No. Is that your computer? Yeah. It's because you're recording. I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just YouTube Gmork. G M O R K. Never ending story. And you'll see. <laughs> Jenna's so scared of. Did you know Kellogg's has foods that are high in protein? Okay, get out of here. I'll play it for you. About Fantasia. It's the world of human fantasy. It's brilliant what he's saying. Every part, every creature of it is a piece of the dreams and hopes of mankind.
get to mentor. And I have been trying to help. 